I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call. As our intro puts it so well, we do say ahoy to you no matter where you are. God bless you for being a part of our listening audience. The book of John, John chapter 21. Brother Munn finally found the seashore. I finally found some fish. A lot of people say, Brother Mon, you got water on the brain. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So, uh, you know, I, I the first part of all my lost life was spent in the Gulf of Mexico as a commercial fisherman. I founded here uh, through Fishers of Men Ministries International. I founded the Fisherman Baptist Church in the port of Bon Secours. What we do in island and harbor areas around the world, we've done right here in Bon Secours. As far as the church is concerned, right in front of the church is the Bon Secours River. In fact, out we have a dock up here out in front of the church. You can come to the church in your boat. In fact, we do baptismal services right out in the water, you know. You get to kind of watch for the sharks and the crabs and so forth. You said, I wouldn't want to be baptized there. Well, I think maybe you would. It's almost as good as the Jordan River, the Bon Secours. So as far as we think about fishing and fishing illustrations and so forth, it's just normal for me. If I came from the farm, I'd probably have a lot of farming illustrations. In fact, I like the farm. It reminds me of fishing. It's just lots of work that's there and has to do with a lot of trust in the Creator. And uh, uh, when it comes to this industry, though, that I was involved in, I find a lot in the Bible about the sea. And it's something about the sea that our Savior loved. In John chapter 21, for some reason, our Savior has appeared, is appearing now the third time in a glorified body to a group of commercial fishing men. In fact, we have here John chapter 21, verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. Verse 14, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So what a wonderful passage of Scripture that we have here. I've got some practical things that I'd like to mention that I hope will be of help and blessing. Whoever can help you, we're as close as the keyboard if you have a computer. It's just if you can put in F-O-M-M and a period, just that dot, and an O-R-G, that'll bring you directly to us. You can kind of, oh, surf around a little bit and find something you'd like to look at. Stay away from those pictures, by the way. And uh, it's just up for laughing. By the way, I hadn't had a photo in a while from some some of our listeners who sort of exchanged photos for that being true. I can take now, I have the microphone that's right in front of me. I'm looking into my computer screen, and then behind this microphone, this computer screen, is a huge uh, bulletin board, and it's just filled with pictures. In fact, it's a collage of pictures. In other words, I have it almost in a circle. I am encircled with a great cloud of witnesses. And uh, please let me know 
who you are. We would desire to take and spend some time with you as far as mail or email or whatever. You call the station, they'll give you an address whereby you can correspond with us the slow way. John chapter 21, I like verse 12, and I'll read it for the text. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? The Jesus, the Savior here in the passage says, Come and dine. What's the story? Oh, I wish I had time to get into it with you. The disciples, they go fishing. This is their uh, occupation. Their calling was to serve the Lord and follow him, and they did that. But the occupation always was fishing. In verse 3, we have Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a-fishing. This was his occupation. And, of course, these men did this all their life. And they're sort of like the Apostle Paul from time to time. Even though he preached and started, we think about church after church in areas of Asia Minor there. From time to time, he found himself with a needle in his hand, and he was a tent maker by occupation. So these men go fishing. A lot of preachers talk about how that he's out of the will of God, and he goes, and for that, no, 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 I don't think so. From a fisherman's point of view, I don't think that was true, because our Savior manifests himself to these disciples. Didn't rebuke him at all. In fact, he gave Peter, oh, some good, uh, he gave him uh, a good calling there in verse 15, 16, and 17 as to his responsibility and his priority there. All right, now what do we have? All right, we have a little, uh, in fact, let me put this as practical as I can. Verse 13, it says this, Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. What's this? He gives them bread and fish? Where do you get that at? Verse 9, as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid their own and bread. All right, the Savior is fixing breakfast for these men. These men have toiled all night long. They're tired. They're wore out. Now they've even called a miraculous. They've caught a miraculous catch of fish, 153 of these big fish. And uh, Jesus takes now and provides for them a breakfast. What was it? Eggs, bacon, toast. Uh, you know, think about a stack of wheats. Uh, that's what I want for breakfast, you know. What was breakfast? What is a good Bible breakfast? Bread and fish. You know, you're listening. We have in our area, I live in the southern part of the state of Alabama, if you're listening from another country. And Alabama sits right on the Gulf Coast. And if you get nigh the Gulf, go way down one of our beaches here, especially catch them off the sand, we have a fish here that's called the mullet. And the old-timers in this area, do you know what they call this mullet when they fried it up? They called it bon secour bacon. He said, why they call it that? Because when we came up, we wasn't a whole lot of money around. We think about with me, the early 40s. And uh, there was not wealth around, and sometimes you could not afford to buy we think about bacon and bacon and ham products there. So what they have for breakfast? They substituted for the bacon. They substituted the fish. And then we had biscuits. Sometimes we had grits. But a good Bible breakfast, by the way. In fact, it's one that our Savior had taken and made for these men. A lot of folk want to talk about, do uh, uh, you know in the book of Revelation, it talks about the marriage supper of the Lamb, how the Savior once again. There's going to be a meal fixed for us. People wonder what that is. I'll be honest. I think it's, once again, bread and fish upon the fire. I've had people say, Brother Mon, I don't like fish. Well, the Lord's going to change your taste then. 
The reason some people don't like fish and seafood products is because they ate it and it was bad, you know. Sometimes you go way inland and the seafood products, you know, is not of the quality that you need. Good, fresh fish. In fact, if you'll come see me, we'll have a Bible breakfast together. Make sure you let me know way ahead of time. You know, way ahead. Don't, don't call me, you know, say, Brother Mon, I'm there tomorrow, you know, because I may be out of town. I may be in another country, you know. Call me and I promise you, uh, we'll, we'll even catch the fish. and We'll put it on the fire. And we'll have some good biscuits, bread and fish upon the fire. We'll have a good time talking with one another. I find here in the passage a good breakfast. A good Bible breakfast is bread and fish. Something else. If he does provide this, then actually the Savior cares about the temporal needs of people as well as the spiritual. These men, all night long, they've worked. He could have called them to the beach and he said, fellas, I've got something I want to tell you. Now sit down and listen. He could have just preached to them. But instead of that, he fixes for them a breakfast. Yes, I know his grace is sufficient, but his food is is also, was also sufficient here. Not only met their temporal needs in the sense that they were tired and hungry, but he also helped them to catch fish. After this was all over with, they took this 153, took it to the market, provided that it was necessary uh, to fulfill the temporal needs of their family. Do you understand? So my friend, as far as the Savior is concerned, a lot of people, they can't relate to the Lord because all they think about is these Bible doctrines and all this preachy stuff. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, Jesus is interested in your temporal needs, my friend. He, uh, he understands when you hurt. My friend, he sees when you cry. He understands when you have physical needs. Do you not understand that? In John chapter 21, he related to the lives of these men. In fact, these were just ordinary, common men. In fact, one of the things I see here is Jesus appears not on the Sabbath day, but this is a weekday. Just to ordinary, common fishing men, which helps me to understand every day is a good day for Jesus Christ. He just shows up. He said, hey, fellas. It's me. Come and dine, you know. What do we see here? Once again, every day is a good day for the Lord. A lot of people are so stuck on Sunday, and thank God for Sunday. Hallelujah for Sunday. I mean, a special day of the week. But on Monday, they sort of take off their clothes. They close their Bible, and they don't open it again until next Sunday. Monday is a good day for Jesus. Monday is a good day to sing to Jesus Monday is a good day to witness and to talk to your family about the Lord. Now, I know there's responsibility as far as work. I certainly understand that. But for these fellows, he just appears just during the weekday. Once again, these are not Bible scholars. These are just ordinary, hardworking men. My friend, he loves you. It's his desire to be a part of your day, not just on Sunday. You know, I find here in verse 3 and also verse 6, it says that they told all night and they caught nothing. And then in John chapter 21, verse 6, he says, cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. Now, that's impossible. <laughs> They've already went up and down the beach. There's nothing there. In fact, it's daytime. The fish left the beach. And he says, cast the net on the right side of the ship. You said, what do you see there? Somehow, Jesus can give fish where there are no fish. 
said, well, how does he do it? I don't know how he multiplies it. Remember in John chapter 6, they're passing around these fish? Oh, it's just a little handful of fish. And he's passing around to thousands of people. And what does the Lord do? He multiplies the fish. Do you not understand? What does that mean? God can put fish where there are no fish. God can take care of needs when it's an impossible way of doing so. God can bring about a need, supply a need, where as far as the need is concerned, it's just a lot of us here in America at this particular time. A lot of folk are out of a job. I'm saying, my friend, you get close to God. And you find out what God wants you to do. You draw nigh to God, he draw nigh to you. I'm telling you, he can put fish where there is no fish. He can bring money where there is no money. As far as these men, they had nothing. They toiled all night. Nothing is there. And yet somehow, he brings it out. What is this? Our Savior caring for temporal needs? Our Savior appearing to his common ordinary men? Our Savior multiplying, putting fish where there are no fish? What a great Savior we have. Do you know this one that says here in verse 12, Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. Have you ever just sit at Jesus' table? Come and dine. The master calleth. Come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. Open up the Bible. This is God's table. Let God speak to you from his word here. It's good on Monday as well as it is on Sunday. You can feast at Jesus' table all the time. He's interested in you. He wants to help you. He wants to provide your needs. He loves you. I trust you've trusted him as your Savior. Until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.